Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I'm joined by the American tragedy, Devlin Macabre. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic to be chatting with you today, Miss Man, because a lot has changed since the last time that I spoke with you. I mean, traveling-wise, character-wise, you have a different look. I kind of wanted to talk about some of the um, re revamps that you've gone through over the last year and a half since the last time I talked to you. You are now the American tragedy as we introduced you as. And I feel like the connotations of it fit with the meaning of macabre, which we've talked about before, which for those who don't know, it means disturbing and horrifying because of involvement with or depiction of death and injury. But from your perspective, can you tell us the process of crafting this persona and what this new moniker, the American tragedy, means to you? Um, so the American tragedy kind of came from like two different things. Okay. Um, very I'm not the most creative when it comes to nicknames and monikers and stuff like that. Um, so I had like Femme Fatale going for a little bit. Yeah. And I was really surprised no one else was using that. So I was like, snatch it. And I was ready to even <laughs> yeah. trademark it. Um, but I think more of a femme fatale is like a, a very like sexy woman who like lures men in and stuff like that. And that really did not fit my character. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, I think it's time we need to drop this. So I just didn't have a nickname for a little bit. And then when I went to Europe, um, I think there was a lot of like emphasis on how I was American. Like people just were like, yes, yeah, she's American on commentary. It was American, American. And I was like, all right, well, I want to kind of brand myself as a like an international pro wrestler and I want to go to Japan and Mexico. So maybe if I have something that's like, hey, I'm I'm an American something. Yeah. Um, and I know like, you know, um, Daniel or Brian Danielson has that. And there's plenty of other wrestlers that have something American yeah. in their name, um, which at first I thought was kind of cringy because before I went to Europe, I was like, I'm not going to be one of those, like, I'm super patriotic and yeah. uh, my country's better than yours type thing. Because I always thought that that was such a cheap way to get heat. Mm -hmm. um, but I was listening to this. Uh, everyone, I'm probably going to get like so much shit for this, but uh, I'm a, like a Hollywood Undead fan. And I listened to a lot of their stuff and I never realized that they had an album called The American Tragedy. And I was like, that's kind of that's kind of cool. I like that. And then I was playing around with replacing tragedy, but I think that a lot of the stuff I've went through was quite tragic. And I think my character is surrounded by a lot of um trauma and grief and things yeah. like that that are very tragic. So I was like, you know what? We're just gonna keep it and we're just gonna go with that. Yeah, I feel like you've always kind of identified or been like drawn to kind of this darker more tragic side kind of you know I mean it goes with your whole kind of last name and I know you're not afraid of or like you know like deathy stuff like that but this new persona specifically was accompanied with new gear new hair and kind of not a full new attitude but definitely more kind of like on the darker side and I feel like again that's something you've always been fascinated with but how has this transition been to this darker character as you're kind of getting used to this new attitude this new mannerisms these new looks etc it's been kind of hard to be honest. Um, so growing up, I watched a lot of demonic possession movies. Yes. Uh, which is kind of funny because I am scared as hell from them now. 
um, I kind of have to force myself to watch them for character stuff. Like I'm probably going to see the exorcist sometime this week. Um, but I always was into that stuff. And I grew, I like, I know like religion is a very touchy subject and that's kind of where I'm like, you know, where, where do we, where do we make this where it's not offensive? Um, but I've always been into acting. I always said like, once I retire from wrestling, I would like to be an actor, but I, um, did acting when I was a kid. Um, I did like acting competitions and I was like more in the theater and stuff. So it helped me a lot with character stuff and facials and things like that. But um, I've kind of gravitated more towards, I'm a method actor. So I like to really just kind of like immerse myself into something, but that can also really mess with you mentally. And um, the best way I can describe the demonic character is in horror movies, uh, demons take advantage of um, weak or vulnerable people. Yeah. They don't take advantage of someone that's like got their shit together or whatever. They they always go after someone that they're like, yeah, I can I can I can slip into that. So growing up, I always um like had a like an abusive drug addict father, and I um you know got away from that when I was like fifteen. But like for most of my childhood, that's what I was around. So I ended up getting diagnosed with um. CPTSD, which is like complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. And then I have like anxiety, I have like paranoia, things like that, where it's like, all right, this is something I kind of have to live with. And um, I I was talking to this wrestler, uh, I'm sure a lot of people know him as Big Con, or um, he's he's great with character stuff. And yeah, and he was telling me like, because I went to him, I was like, listen, I'm I'm generic wrestler number five right now. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what because this character like or something that involved with like trauma was something I had in the back of my mind when mm-hmm. I first started. But I was like, that's good. I'm going to get canceled for that. Like, I can't do anything with like, I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. So um, he was like, you can definitely like do something like no one else does anything that kind of brings awareness to like mental disorders and stuff. And um, I always liked Finn Balor and his like demon thing, like where he's like, it's like a switch. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, you know, what if I like kind of take inspiration from that and then shift it into something of my own. And that's kind of what I've been doing, but like getting into this, like, character, like I've had to kind of go to some dark places in my head to kind of pull that out and um it's been hard but it's just kind of like you just have to know when reality is like all right this is a character and this is me and this is very separate because i've gotten a lot of people they think i'm like a satanist and i do this and that and i'm like i don't fuck with that stuff like hey i respect it like you know do what you want to do but if you pull a ouija board out near me i'm dipping i'm out like i'm running so um but it's just a very like you have to kind of educate yourself on certain things and like portray it. And it's just, it's been like a journey and it's been a longer journey. Cause some people like, I know they'll, they'll go through a character change and it's like a switch and it's like, all right, yeah. this character is done. And then this character, like, this is my character. Now this has been a very like elongated, I think character change. And I think there was one point where I wrestled in a nightgown to kind of represent, like, if you watch horror movies, they yeah. always are in this white nightgown. I know. And yeah. 
Yeah. And I was like, I was at one point was like, this could be gear for me. And then I was like, I'm getting compared a lot to like a succubus, which I like, I think look wise probably, but character wise, I'm not like that because I, I'm not a big fan of the meaning of a succubus. It's like a woman who like takes advantage of men when they sleep. And I feel like that that's very bad. So, um, I, I, I the look yes the, the actual character wise no because the character is more of a uh, it's a darker traumatized you know spirit or soul or whatever you want to call it yeah and you're still kind of like you said it it's still fairly kind of fairly new to you you know it hasn't even been like a full year with it you know and all yeah. that so you're still kind of like experimenting you know and and drawing in you know drawing inspiration from other places or just maybe drawing from your own traumas and stuff like that hence you know like the method acting to a not to the full you know demonic realm and all of that yeah. you know but um you know I, I'm curious for you I mean gear ring gear wise I mean I have to assume like film is definitely one you're huge into acting and all of that where do you draw inspo from when it comes to envisioning and crafting your ring gear as the american tragedy and kind of your overall presentation um i remember when i first started it was like superheroes <laughs> like yes. uh i liked psylocke from it was like x-men apocalypse my first set of gear was like supposed to be like that and it, it did not come out like that at all but um that like superheroes was always my thing but now it's been like um I don't even really know like I I wanted to get more into body suits um because I feel like if I have very eccentric and outstanding gear I think that that kind of takes away like I don't think a demon would come out covered in sparkles yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm my gear is getting more basic now and I've gotten a little bit of like mixed reviews some people are like, no, you need to stand out. Like, look at what they wear in WWE and stuff and whatever. And I get that. But also, it does not fit my character at all. Like, if I come out with, like, rhinestones on my gear, it's like, what? Like, I thought she was a demon. And I've been looking into possibly getting, like, big wings. It's just the the, the part of traveling with that is yeah. going to be hard. So, and I don't, I have, like, a, a horn, um, like, the horns, but I want to get, like, a cow skull and I just don't want these pieces taking away or I don't want my gear taking away from these pieces. I want these pieces pieces to be like what stands out. And also, like, um, since my injury, my like right now, my body is not where I want it to be at all. So it's just kind of been a like a, I've been wearing a lot of bodysuits lately just from a, you know, to be blunt, insecurity thing you know like all right well, i ain't looking at my best right now so let's let's put on a one piece real quick but um for inspiration i don't know i just like the character itself is very inspired by like evil dead um hence why i do more of the uh like whatever um but I, I go on Pinterest sometimes and I'll like find things like that. I remember going on Etsy and looking up like demon women bodysuits, like even Halloween costumes and just kind of seeing where like what what goes with what. Um, just the only thing I don't want is my gear and my entrance to look like a Halloween costume. Yeah. As I'm like, I don't. Want, and I think the wings kind of have been doing that lately. Um, so I kind of was like, maybe I ditched the wings and just kind of 
do something else but ironically this interview will be coming out on halloween by the way um, oh cool <laughs> you know i i'm glad you brought one of those aspects up because i was going to ask you is there a specific significance behind the horns that you wear i know you have a red pair and a black pair i don't know if you have any other pairs um but is there a specific significance behind those um the red pair broke and i got that in a shop in germany oh my gosh sad. oh that's sad yeah yeah and i was like these are cool as hell but they um the headband kind of did look like it was a Halloween costume. So yeah. the ones I got now are like, I think they're like goat, goat horns, goat like antlers. Cause I think in like demon movies and I think even in like Satanism, it's a very goats like are like a very um prominent animal. Yeah. So it's like goat antlers or something. I got it off Amazon, <laughs> but um it was uh, I think that one is pretty cool but I um there's Etsy is like the best place to find like genuine stuff and I like it's just been like do I really want to spend a hundred dollars yeah I do, I'm an Etsy holic not for oh, here but like just in general <laughs> yes I love Etsy and it's like you're supporting small businesses at yeah. the same time so um and I was there's like this one that's like this big and it's it's black and it or no I think it's white and it has like um these beads and stuff on it it looks very like okay that's some some I hope I'll conjure something up with mm -hmm. buying this um but it's also like there's certain ones I've found that have like symbols on it and I'm just like I don't know what this means maybe I don't need to get this because it could offend somebody yeah um so I'm just trying to find like basic more more basic ones but like also I'm not very crafty so if I have to do this myself it's not gonna come out good yeah. so yeah, I, I think that that could be, I mean, obviously, you know, it would entail like some research and stuff so you don't offend anybody, like you said, but I think that would be something cool to kind of like explore, you know, you're still experimenting with your character and everything, and just in general, it's kind of a trial and error thing for everybody, you know, and crafting your identity, but I think that would be like, I mean go an extra a little bit of an extra mile but i think that would be something cool to in like incorporate you know there's all these like mythological and like demonic like creatures and like backstories to stuff and like folklore and stuff you know there's so much you can do with what you're doing you know so i mean like i said it's a trial and error kind of thing but you know i'm excited to see because i feel like you can do a lot with this yeah yeah it's definitely something that has a lot of room the only thing with um my character i feel like where I struggle is it's uh like this the backstory like okay yes yeah. it's a demon great moving on like but there's like a, a significant backstory and mm -hmm. I eventually um I've been in contact with a couple like film producers that do like short horror films mm -hmm. um in the central Florida area and um I was talking about doing a couple little short five minute movies about like maybe there's like a scene where there's like a possession so that kind of really just tells you what's going on um and I wanted to do kind of like a scene where like it shows my childhood a little bit so it also kind of tells you what's going on of course not everyone's going to see that but the people that do see that would be like okay this girl's like out here giving us a backstory you know because you see in a movie when you watch a movie you don't just go in there and it's like, oh, this girl's a demon now, but how did she get to this point? Yeah. It's always like, oh, this is how, and this is the buildup. And then this, I think it's like the climax. And then all this stuff is like, it, it gives you the explanation. But in wrestling, it's kind of like, you just go out in front of a crowd that's probably never seen you before. And it's like, 
well, how do I tell this story to them? Yeah, there's there's a lot of work that I again I know nothing about like film production and all of that, but I think you know that ties in really well because people, I mean, you could tie it in as kind of like a promo, but also a backstory to your like the the wrestling is one of those like uh, not not random, but it's very distinct to where you can blend entertainment and you know sports and like theater and all of that stuff that you can blend it together and also contribute to kind of furthering your story of who Devlin Macabre is as the American tragedy. I would love to see something like that. I know like budget wise though, I don't know what it would cost. I don't want to think about that. Um, <laughs> but you know, there, there's a lot you can do with it, you know, and kind of in that same wavelength of like, you know, we were talking about horror movies earlier. I know the last time we talked, you mentioned that you were really into Friday the 13th and all of that. Do you recall the first ever scary movie that you saw? Um, maybe, I well, I'm, I don't think it was, but I think it was The Descent. And that one scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I believe it. Do you remember how, I don't know how young you were when you first started watching them, because you mentioned that you used to watch them a lot, like, growing up or something? Yeah, so my mom, um, they my mom and dad separated when I was like five so my dad ended up getting custody of me and um he did not give a a flying damn what I watched um so I think I started watching horror movies when I was six that's a very young age to start watching stuff like I like I if I had kids I would not no you can watch Casper I mean that's a good one it's on um Netflix right now I know. I was like, I love Casper. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and I remember like the grudge was like my favorite one. Yeah. The grudge was like, oh my God. Um, and then I watched the Juons and then I got into the ring and then I watched um it was like there was this one, it was like Sadako versus Kayako, which is like the Japanese versions of the grudge and the ring, and it was like literally the it was like Freddy versus Jason, but with them. Yeah. And, um, but those were like Japanese horror movies. I don't know. Those those ones are scary. They don't play around. Yeah, no, sometimes, you know, I love like the the thrill of it, but there's even for me, there's like a, a certain point, you know, that you you know, you, you kind of like being scared. I know you said you don't like being scared, but it's ironic because you're doing a dark care. It's just ironic. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, outside of wrestling, like you mentioned, you have aspirations to do more acting and, and film pro- projects one day, maybe in a horror movie. I don't know. But what does your dream acting gig look like? If you had unlimited, if they had unlimited budget, you could do whatever you wanted. What is your dream acting gig? I don't know. I when I was a younger, I used to write like you know what Wattpad was. I don't know. Yes, because I was a. It's still there, and this is the first time I'm publicly saying that I wrote on there. Yes. (laughs) So I remember there was so many. I got introduced to it because um, I was in a lot of like fan groups for like wrestling but I didn't know yeah and I didn't know what fan fiction was and I went into one and I think it was a Dean Ambrose one and I'm thinking like this is like a nice pure story of like maybe I meet him one day no I was (laughs) traumatized very turned into smut it yeah but then it was so I don't even want to repeat that it was like I can't I was like 12 and I'm like oh my god 
Um, so, but I, I ended up looking around on the app and there was like people writing like full on books on this thing. So yeah. I started reading those and then, um, I was like, what if I write my own book? Like what, what if I do that? So I started writing two and it was like one that's kind of, I want to say it was a copy and paste, but mind you, I was like, I think 14 at this point, but it was like, I loved the hunger games. Like I was a hunger games kid. And I wrote, I think a book about like how this girl it's like, uh, post, you know, world war three. And like now women get drafted and young people get drafted. That is so ironic that you're talking about this right now, Devlin, because my whole TikTok page, we're not going to talk about politics and whatever is the whole thing about the women getting drafted and all the memes that are going around. My whole TikTok page is that right now. Go on. But I just thought it was ironic timing that you mentioned this. I've, it's literally in my pay, my for you page too. Like, well, let's go to Starbucks in our tank. Um, but uh, yeah, it was like a, the 16 year old girl, she gets drafted into a war. And I think in school we were learning about the Vietnam war at this yeah. time. And I've always been into like history and like wars and stuff. So I was like, the Vietnam war was just a very, just unnecessary, like very depressing war. If you really like look mm-hmm. into it. So it was like one of those things where it's like, all right, well, we don't really need to go to war for this, but we're forced to. And um, essentially it was like, I don't remember all the details and I'm sure the book, like, I don't think I ever deleted it and I don't think I ever finished it, but it was, um, she was, she like falls in love with another boy that's out there with her and then he dies. Cause I'm like, I don't believe in happy endings. And then she comes back with like PTSD and like it didn't, yeah. But then there was another one that was based off of this girl who was born from the star Cyrus, uh, which is like one of the hottest stars in the galaxy. If I I could be wrong, don't come from me. But uh, she came from this star. And when she was like four or five years old, she murdered two boys at like in like pre-K because she like burned them to death because they were like throwing dirt on her or whatever she got mad she's like all right whatever so she gets sent to an asylum and they can't figure out like they thought she just lit them on fire but she actually like projected it out of her hands so they're like she's in this asylum for her entire life well her entire 18 years yeah and she eventually breaks out because she's under these human experiments it's kind of like x-men where there's like a a sanctuary for these people um so she gets brought in by them and then but the thing with her is like she can literally like kill anyone like she could kill Thanos easily like she's very powerful but she also has like if you shoot her in the head she's dead she's she's not coming back she's very like it's kind of like Batman where like yeah he's like human she's human but she's not but she has like these amazing superpowers but she's just as um vulnerable as the next person so she ends up dying in the end. I feel like you could make either of those into a film. Yeah. I, I was I would more want Cyrus though. I feel like that's yeah. a cooler one. But yeah. then I feel like I'd get came for by DC and Marvel. They'd be like, listen. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of films with um uh not personified, but like people who are given kind of like super there's so many like superpower 
like it's kind of kind of fantasy too as well as blending there's a lot of movies like that you know so like but i feel like that would be like drawing from the sun and like the or the stars and all of that i think would be really cool you know yeah if anyone wants to fund that give let give it to devlin i'll direct it i'll act in it you let me i'll write it like all the credits yeah that's so funny. But, you know, we were talking about kind of this horror genre and kind of a darker realm. I feel like there's a person who definitely fits in that vibe with you. That's Kelsey Reagan. I talked to her about over a month ago about this, you know, but I wanted your perspective on it. So tell us how you and Kelsey connected and eventually formed Venom and Violence. Uh, oh, boy. So I met Kelsey, I think when I was like 19 and yeah. I was at Devon's. Uh, and like she was one of, well she wasn't the only person i'm not like there were other people that were nice there but she was very like pushing and nice to me because yeah. devon's was like if you talk to anyone from devon's like devon's is a very um conditioned school like you yeah. you get conditioned there um and you don't you can't stop like you have to keep going and you need people to kind of egg you on and she was always egging everyone on she was very like supportive um and then I remember when I first started wrestling like matches she um was like hey like I'm a champion here kind of take me under her uh wing a little bit and uh it's been since like I think since I wrestled her which was like over like almost two years ago um and her and I always wrestled each other and we always traveled together yeah yeah we got very very close we talk every single day um and lately uh like I think it was a before I went to Europe she was like we were talking about doing a tag team um because we kind of it's not that I don't like wrestling her I love wrestling her but it's like we can't wrestle each other all the time so we need to we need to put an end to this. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be a tag team now. No more, no more wrestling each other. So, um, I, uh, we started like pitching ideas, but when I got back from Europe, that was like, all right, let's, let's actually run with this because we couldn't really do anything while I was in Europe. Um, and she came up with the name Venom and Violence. Once again, I'm not creative, um, at all, but, um, I don't know. She's just, she's very like, amazing like it's it's really nice to have someone else in the business that's like yeah it's like your best friend but me and her are very like um sisterly like we we bicker like sisters but like we also love each other like sisters so it's like it's nice to have that and I feel like you two just in general like character wise especially with your new one I feel like you guys vibe just really well together it's like kind of this darker realm she's taking more from like you know, maybe like with the uh, witchy or like mythological and you're kind of like the de- the demonic aspect of it. But I feel like it kind of crosses together really well. And I feel like Venom and Violence is like the perfect name for you guys. Yeah, um, it's it's really cool because but the thing with me and her, especially like I think a couple like a month ago, she was like ginger and we just get mistaken a lot. Even though I have, like, no tattoo, I have, like, a few. Yeah. But her and I, like, it is very, like, who is in the ring? Oh, it's Kelsey. Like, I, it's, it is very, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. See, I mean, I can tell you guys apart, but, yeah, I know she was out, she was out for a little bit, out on injury, but, obviously, I think you guys just recently teamed together again? 
yeah, just literally very recently. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. that's what I thought. I remember seeing it. I was like, glad they're, you know, back on back on the road and hopefully, you know, you guys get more reps in together because this is a tag team I think can you you know can really expand. But you mentioned, you know, obviously you've expanded your own horizons to another continent, that being Europe. You've wrestled in Germany, Poland, England, the Netherlands. I mean, tell us about some of these main takeaways from your experience of working in Europe. Um, it was honestly a amazing, it was an amazing trip. It was very worth it. I was like, I remember the night before I left, I was like, I don't know if I want to, I don't, I, I may regret this. Like, this is a long time to be away from home. Yeah. But it was such a like lifelong memory, uh, trip. I'm sorry. I'm not good at putting words together sometimes, okay. but I had friends in the Netherlands, actually, um, two of them. I met them on PlayStation I don't wow. know, I was like 15. Yeah. And their names is uh Sten and Yordi. And um Sten actually came to America once and stayed with me and my mom. And um, we all like me, him, and my friends, we all like hung out. And um when I was in the Netherlands, he like me and him, um, he has like an apartment, so I like was able to stay with him. So that was really cool, but it was nice to have a friend. No. So like, and he had um like a female friend, and I you know bonded with her so it was like all right I'm not like alone and then um when I was doing bookings throughout that month I got to really like I was wrestling mainly in Germany so I was yeah. in and out of Germany a lot and I met a lot of the wrestlers there so then I started at WXW it was just they're very welcoming they they're very nice over there I didn't really have any issues with anyone um it's definitely a different culture uh over there like they're very different um with a lot of things but overall at the end of the day like I made a lot of friends and I made a lot of memories and I learned so much like Robert uh one of the head coaches uh or he is the head coach at WXW he was so great like he like I learned so much different things from him and um we did tape studies where we would just sit there and like watch matches and he would just give critiques and then it was just amazing, like, because I think he was trained um, by Walter or Gunther. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of passing his knowledge down, too. So it was it was pretty incredible. And then just the production over there, like, I got to say Germany takes the cake because, like, they have, like, actual cameras and they have titantrons and they have music and they have yeah. all these things, these graphics and i'm just like wow like america's really lacking with this like some of the graphics i've been on looks like it was like put in pit collage and you just mm -hmm. cropped me out real yeah. you know what i mean it's like oh my i don't know i just it was awesome it was incredible yeah you know i i'm curious for you like you said you alluded to that there was some moments of kind of culture shock what were some of the noticeable differences other than i know portion size is a big thing for food but what were some noticeable differences that you encountered between the states and europe that you noticed well they didn't have sweet tea or ranch over there so i was kind of screwed bummed. from the get-go yeah. yeah um and their barbecue sauce wasn't the best but it's whatever um they're like, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of. So the portion sizes weren't too different. Um, I don't eat a lot in one sitting. I can't. Like, I'll get stuffed. My eyes are always bigger than my stomach. But um, the McDonald's over there, I will not eat McDonald's in America. I refuse. 
the okay. McDonald's over there, they had like chicken Caesar wraps and like oh. salads and like their meat tasted like meat. Like it was weird, but their burgers were like, I know why Germany's known for their burgers. Mm-hmm. Cause I do not eat burgers, but I was like, I have to try one. And the, them burgers are good. Um, I just think like the language was very different for me. Um, they, uh, but there, a lot of them do speak English. Yeah. Um, and then like, I think the whole, like, so I had a, I have a friend and he was telling me how like, yeah, most Germans have like free healthcare. And I'm like, I wish. Right. Like, I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, well, you just. And then they get like a month off of free vacation paid. I think we need to move to Germany, Devlin. That's what I'm saying. And also everything is so cheap over there. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the trains, I don't think are cheap because I didn't, I had like a pass. So I, I just, yeah. I didn't pay for the trains. Um, But like, if you wanted to get a bag of chips and a drink from the gas station, it probably cost you like three bucks. Wow. I'm like a drink alone. The, the drink would be three bucks in America. Yeah. Like it's just like, I don't know. It was just insane. I was like, I really just, I need to like find someone to marry here. Just so, like we don't even gotta be together. Like let's just like give me a visa. Right, I need to. Right. I need to move here. It's nice. Yeah. yeah, but you know, you you got to meet so many new people and compete against some of the best that Europe has to offer. So you know. Should you return, are there certain competitors in the European scene that you hope you get a chance to work with next time? Yeah, um, I already worked her twice, but Mila uh, Smith, she's yeah, amazing. I she know. She is amazing. And she like met, still messages me to this day. Like we chit chat every now and then. Um, but she really is someone that is like, I'm like, how are they not signed? Like what is going on here? Um, and I think she was telling me, she's like, I'd like to come back to America and wrestle again. And I'm like, girl, I, I'm going to be following you where, wherever you go. I'm, I'm going to yeah. be trying to wrestle you again. Cause she was, she really is amazing. And she's also got such good energy to her. I know. Um, and then I would love to work Nina Samuels. Um, I was in a locker room with her and she baked everybody brownies and was like super like motherly almost. So it was like, oh, she's I watched her on NXT UK. I was a fan, yeah. but it was like kind of cool to see um, see her in person, meet her in yeah. person. I always get like scared to meet, like not scared, but like skeptical because yeah. I've had a lot of instances where you they say never meet your heroes. And you meet someone that you're like, this person, like everyone, she's so good. She's so like, she seems so sweet. And then she's a bitch in real life. Uh, And I'm like, oh, okay. But Nina was like super nice. Yeah. Um, And then I'm trying to think. There's, I have a list, but it's like, it's on my phone. Yeah. Um, But definitely those two for sure. Um. I did work a good bit of the German girls, but a lot of them, like, I would love to work again. Like, it would, it was awesome. Uh, baby Allison, Allison, she, I worked her in a fatal four way and we barely really got to do anything. Yeah. But she, her character is just amazing. I feel like if her and I tagged, that would be dope. And me and her have literally been like, we need to either wrestle each other or we need to tag. Like, it, it's got to be one or the other. Um, 
she's got such a cool look to her and um she's very good i think she's good and she's really nice too so those would be my top three yeah i mean hopefully we get you back there soon maybe we need to move to germany for real though but you know we'll be roommates i want to go to europe so badly i just i haven't had the chance to yet it's very sad but you know two more questions for you you know i feel like you have you know you've expanded your horizons you've kind of drawn on to this new character reflecting on some things that you're proud of is there a certain match or moment maybe it's from that europe trip or just in general that you feel really proud of and why um I think it would, and I've always been like super against, not against, but I've always been like, you know, championships don't really matter until you get to the main stages. And I I hate to be negative Nancy here, but it's like, I've had, I haven't really won much championships and I, I I don't feel like uh, companies like look at me like that. They're like, oh yeah, she's just kind of here for a one-off. Excuse me, sorry. Okay. So um GWF, it was like my second match there, or my second match in Germ or Europe in general. And um I knew I was coming in for like the title match, but I just assumed I was like not winning it. And um it was I got there and they were like, Yeah, we're putting the title on you today. And it was just very like, what? And um the only thing I did not like I didn't like was just the fact that we were on the pre-show. And we had five minutes, but I think we killed me and uh, uh, Cara. I think we killed it in that five minutes. Um, And I think we made it. We had a lot of people like what saying, like they should have had longer. You know what I mean? Like it was a very like, you know, we would have liked to seen that stretched out more. Um, But it was really cool to have won that title. And it was my second night in I, uh, it was an international title, let alone, and I didn't drop it immediately. All the other two titles I had was one, it was, uh, for a company in Texas. I think they're, uh, it's like Lone, Lone Star or something like that. Yeah. Now they've rebranded a couple times, but, uh, I lost it on my first defense. I was just kind of like transitional, I guess. And then the other one was like a company here in Florida. And then I, took the title because they told me that oh you'll be defending it against um we're we're gonna try to get some impact girls mm-hmm. and i'm thinking okay i'll take the title no problem and then it, it, yeah they were lying so um it was just it was just cool and it was really incredible to have some company like actually like all right we're gonna put the title on you and we're gonna push you and then the original plan was I was going to drop it before I came back. But they were like, um, all right, well, actually, you can just take it back to America and defend it. And I was able to, I think, once. I was supposed to twice. But then pretty quickly after I got back, that's when I got hurt. And I just yeah. was like, this really sucks. Because I have a title. And there's a lot of great girls in Germany that could be holding this title. And I'm just in America with it. You know what I mean? So it was, it was a little annoying um but i ended up dropping it at uh wxw which was i think the first time they ever like worked was with this each the match other with ava yeah it, it was title in yeah yeah okay so it was uh the first time i think they ever worked get together because they're two of well wxw i think is the biggest company mm-hmm. let alone in germany but europe but um 
GWF is like, I would say the second biggest yeah. company. No disrespect to any of the other companies in Germany yeah. at all. Um, but they're very like, uh, they're very prominent and well-known because I think GWF has been around since the nineties. Yeah. So um, they got, I think this was the first time they were able to work together, which I think was cool because I was like, a part of that a little bit um and it was a lot of history being made there and um granted that match at femme fatales like that was my first match back with the neck and i literally was like that was the week i was cleared yeah. so it was very scary going into that um but uh you know i i went back you know lost it and came back to the states so here i am titleless but it was probably my like one of my proudest moments in my career yeah, and you know, I mean, injuries are on an unfortunate reality and, and risk of professional wrestling. I I hate that it was kind of, you know, like in the midst of your, you know, reigns, you couldn't defend it more. But, you know, you had that reign and nobody can take that away from you, Devlin, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a little bit over 100 days or something like yeah. that. So I was like, that's that's pretty cool. Like, I'm, yeah. And I think I was the first American to there win you it. Go. So history a little bit. <laughs> exactly you know and to close things out as we look towards the future now what are some of your personal and professional goals for this next year or so besides you know returning to europe <laughs> yeah uh i would like to go to either japan or mexico next year or both um that was like that's like my main goal um and then of course like i would like to really like get in shape like i want to look like you know, lean and shredded. Um, and also, you know, just uh, to wrestle more matches and wrestle different people and hit some new states and things like that and just wrestle for new promotions. Um, that's just like my goal. It's pretty basic. Uh, but, you know, I have like the same goal every year because I feel like if you have these crazy, like if I was like, I want to get signed by next year, it's like that. Yeah. That's you know, if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to be all bummed and upset and I'm going to think I'm a failure. So I'm just like, I'm just, I just want to wrestle and get in better shape, get more reps. Exactly. You know, you're, you're still building, you know, and you're still very, very early in your career still, you know, there's a lot more learning and expanding to do, you know, to, to sharpen, sharpen yourself and sharpen this new character that you have. So you know, it's been a pleasure chatting with you as always. Before we let you go, can you please share where the listeners can find you online? Uh, so my Instagram is Devlin Macabre. Uh, my Twitter is It's Devlin. Um, and then I have my website, like my merch is uh, bigcartel.devlinmacabre. I think that that's the Wait, I don't know. I think it's Big Cartel than me, not me than Big Cartel. DevilMacabre.BigCartel.com. Thank you. I'm like, I don't know. So, um, and then I have an OnlyFans where um, I like chit chat with fans or you get some exclusive photos there, exclusive merch there. Um, but that's OnlyFans.com slash DevilMacabre. Well, Devlin, thank you so much for chatting with me again today. Congratulations, you know, on all the success that you've had so far and the growth that you are continuing to blossom into. We look forward to our next chat with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.